Glad to have you back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show on this Friday, beautiful Friday edition. This portion of the program always brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. And don't forget, Wednesday Night Live back again coming up next week. Next week at the Budweiser Pavilion, Wisconsin State Fair Park. And, uh, boy, a great show this past week by Madison County. And coming up this Wednesday, Cherry Pie takes the stage. It is the Rockers night. Hopefully the weather's good, but, oh, my goodness, Cherry Pie is going to be rocking the stage. Looking forward to it. Big time. Be a packed house out there on uh, June 8th. So looking forward to that. Wednesday Night Live back at the Budweiser Pavilion, the Wisconsin State Fair Park. All shows are 7 to 10. Gates open up at 6. $10 to park your car, free for a motorcycle. And it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Good stuff. Um, So yesterday, it, it, it kind of broke that... Um, uh, David Carr had talked a little bit about uh, Devontae Adams wanting to, for several years, to get out of Green Bay. And it was uh, not really surprising, I guess. Um, it, it was, it, it made you think a little bit just about what was going on behind closed doors. It made you think a little bit. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it wasn't shocking. You know what I mean? Because of some of the things that you had heard. It just it, it was a little bit confusing, I guess might be the best way to put it. It was confusing because Rodgers kept talking on Pat McAfee about wanting to get Devontae and wanting Devontae to sign. I guess either he was in the dark about what was going on or didn't realize the tug that uh, Derek Carr had on Devontae's you know, want, so to speak, or heart, so to speak. So I, it was it was one of those things when... Um, you heard it. My initial reaction was, wow, really? For a couple of years he's been wanting out? My second reaction was, um, well, wait a minute. Maybe this, depending on what side of the fence you fall on via the, the conspiracy theory. One, Aaron Rodgers doing anything and everything he can for his guy to create a value for not only himself but for the team. So when Devontae Adams gets all these catches and all these yards and these big game moments, he's a guy that's going to draw more in return for trade value for the franchise. That's one way of looking at it. The other way is that Aaron Rodgers was going out of his way to try to throw the ball to Devontae Adams and say, dude, you got to stay. You got to, you know, I can throw it to you better. Stick around. I'll get you the ball. You'll get more money. You'll, you know, all of that. So whichever side of the fence you could fall on, could be the reasoning why we saw so much of focus, specifically in the last couple of years in the postseason, to Devontae Adams. If Rodgers thought that, yeah, his his guy was out the door. I don't know. I mean, Rodgers is a very deep thinker. So some will say, nah, he's not worried about the franchise and about his trade value and about this. I, I, would, I would beg to differ. I think as far as Aaron Rodgers goes, He's probably one of the most intelligent guys when it comes to all of that and probably the deepest thinker we've ever ran across um, when it comes to stuff like that. So uh, I didn't find it shocking uh, when David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, was on the Rich Eisen show and, uh, and talked a little bit about how they had that in the works for years. I know there were some fans that were mad 
and I don't still don't understand specifically why people were mad. If you got a great explanation as to why that angered you, let me know. But it might just be that, you know, hey, he just didn't want to be in Green Bay. And people take a lot of pride in the Packers. I mean, the Packers are the number one thing in the state, let's be honest. The w- number one most recognizable brand, I think, out of anything. Uh, there's probably a couple of companies that run a close second. You know, a company like, say, you know, Miller or Harley, Kohler, big companies like that. You know, I, that I get. But when you talk about the brand, the number one thing that's most recognizable in the state of Wisconsin is Packers. Everything else is just playing catch up to second. So people take a lot of pride in that. And maybe just him wanting to leave, maybe that just made you mad. I don't know. But yesterday that word came out and uh, a lot of people, I, I don't, Ben, so now that it's all settled in, when you when you listen to that, when you listen to David Carr talk about the conversation with his brother Derek and the fact that he and Devontae Adams have been kind of conspiring to try to get him to those two to play together for quite some time now. Any different reaction today than there was yesterday? Not really. I guess the time has made me a little more of an optimist in the way that, like, I look at it and I give more props to the Packers organization for, I mean, if this has been happening for a while, the fact that, A, we never heard about it, but B, the fact that they were able to move him and still put together a Super Bowl caliber roster, or one that I think is Super Bowl caliber. I like the whole situation with Rodgers and his comments. I'm not going to pretend to understand all like what the context of was of everything he said on McAfee. I kind of just look at it like the Packers hadn't didn't have a chance to bring Devontae back. They moved on and they did a great job with what they got for him. And, and I mm-hmm. think they're in a good spot. So I, I guess kudos to them and in somewhat kudos to Rodgers in the offense, if Devontae was trying to get his way out for years, kudos to them for still, you know, playing like the best quarterback right. and best receiver in football. Right. Yeah. I, you know, if, if, if he was completely unhappy, nobody knew it. If he was, you know, just not thrilled with his situation in Green Bay, nobody really knew it. The only thing we knew was he was not going to play for the franchise tag. He wanted his contract. He wanted the money. He was not going to play for the franchise tag. Other than that, when it came to play in the field, that never suffered, at least not that we could see, right? That never suffered. So kudos to Devontae Adams and kudos for the Packers for getting what they could out of him. But I, I just, it, in when you talk about it topically, I don't think there's anything to see here. You know what I mean, Ben? I agree. I am interested to hear what Rodgers and what Devontae say next, if it's brought up, right, with Rodgers and what he said on mm-hmm. McAfee, just because, I mean, all the comments you've run through taken completely out of context, you we all thought that he meant we're waiting for him to get signed here in Green Bay. So right, I want right. to hear that stuff. But, uh, yeah, aside from that, I mean, I also look at this like you see the Chiefs, who are another wildly successful organization. They also traded their highly priced, talented receiver and instead, you know, built the roster around other places and didn't mm-hmm. want to give him all that money. I kind of look at it like, I mean, the Chiefs and the Packers, I would put in the light of intelligent organizations, they traded with the Dolphins and the Raiders, who have not had the best track record. Right. I think it can tell you that maybe paying all this money to a guy isn't the best possible thing to do. I uh, I would agree with that. And uh, this was uh, just came in from uh, from Joe, who hits us up on the Bud Light live stream. He said, after Rogers' failures in the postseason, why uh, surely it was part of it. So now let me say this: it's not all Rogers. Remember, 
when you talk about the failures in the postseason, you're, you're heaping everything, all the failures of the team on one guy. Let's not forget that the special teams absolutely positively sucked. Okay? And let's not forget that you were there because of Rodgers. Let's not also forget that you, you talk about two big plays in the last two playoff games, one being the Aaron Jones hit and fumble. When he got drilled, he got clocked, he got knocked out of the game against Tampa Bay. They were never the same team after that. After the fumble, it completely derailed the offense. And then, same thing again this past year. When they were driving down, they went down like hot knife through butter on that first opening drive, scored, and we thought, here you go. They're going to run roughshod over uh, San Francisco. And then the offensive line couldn't sustain, and then Mercedes Lewis gets hit, fumbles the ball, San Francisco recovers, turns it into points, and San Francisco never looked back. Because then they became the aggressor, and the Packers played almost scared because they just didn't have an answer on the offensive line, right? The the, the NFC Championship game, John wants to blame on Kevin King. Kevin King had two plays, the, person, the, uh, the pass interference call to end the game, basically, and then the uh, touchdown just before half. That I agree with. But when you had the opportunity to score, and you put the ball in Rodgers' hands three straight times. Instead of going to the open receiver, he ended up trying to go and go to Devontae. They set it in uh, Tampa Bay, and they set it again um, against San Francisco. Both defensive coordinators for the Buccaneers and for the 49ers said they knew where he was going to go with the ball. Therefore, they double-teamed and even triple-teamed uh, Devontae Adams because they knew that's the only guy he was going to throw to. And it, was, it, it happened both times. That's on Rodgers. That I agree but I'm not heaping everything on him because if you want to put every postseason failure, no, you got to go, you got to go look at the defense for a long time. That defense was, was atrocious. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. And I agree with you, Terry. And when Dylan went down, that was it. That changed the ability for the team to be able to run North South to have any kind of a run game, because then they were only pitching out to, uh, to uh, Aaron Jones who was trying to get outside. They were running a lot of screens. They were or not screens, but they were running a lot of quick outs to, to Aaron Jones, and he just wasn't getting any traction. He, wasn't, he certainly couldn't run through the defensive front. The offensive line wasn't blowing open any holes, and when they tried to go wide, just couldn't get it. Therefore, focus on Devontae, double and triple cover him, let everybody else be open because Rodgers isn't going to focus on them, and then make sure that coming out of the backfield, you've got a spy. And that's exactly what they did, and they were successful doing it. And in part, yeah, that's part of Rogers' fault. But let's not forget that that special teams <laughs> gave up points, man. Gave up points. Big time. 877-867-1670. If you've got something to say, say it. Um, so anyway, um, the, the, the talk about uh, Devontae and about him leaving and then the trades and going in a different direction, I also am of the belief, and I said this yesterday, um, that and, and this is from Dwayne, who emailed me the same thing, and he said, without Devontae Adams, though, they don't have any weapons. I don't believe that. Um, you're going to get Bakhtiari back, hopefully. You're hopefully going to get Elton Jenkins back. Josh Nyman played extremely well yes, last year. you still got Josh Myers back at center. you got John Runyon. You've got other guys that you've picked up. You've got depth on the offensive line. And I also think you have a defense that, even if they don't get a ton of turnovers, which they haven't in recent history, they still have the ability to get off the field. They were bad on third down percentage last year. They weren't good. 
not consistently. Even though their numbers overall rose and more, pretty much points per game rose, they, you were still able to drive up and down the field on them. So if this team's able to get off the field on third down and flip field position and give the ball back consistently to Aaron Rodgers, say an extra drive or two per game, then you're going to give them an extra opportunity to move, move the football. And I, I think they have enough weapons. Now, it's going to come down to, and I, I think this year is probably more so, we talk about Shanahan all the time in San Francisco and what he's going to do and what he's going to scheme. Don't forget, though, he's got Debo Samuel and Kittle. Both of those guys are fantastic. A good run game with Mostert and company. But those two guys, Debo Samuel, who's basically a Swiss Army knife, even waiting for him to get back into camp, and then George Kittle, both of those guys are dynamic. And a defense front that you can just say, I'll take a few risks because my guys get after it. So we talk about the Shanahan offense. I think this year it really becomes incumbent upon Matt LaFleur and the Matt LaFleur offense. I really do. I think this year is it is incumbent upon them to scheme guys open and it, to be executed the way it's kind of drawn up at times. And then you take in the prowess of a veteran, an MVP like Aaron Rodgers, and the ability to spread the ball. I, 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 the only area that I have a concern with is when you decide we need to go downfield. We, that two-minute offense, I don't know if that's capable. Everything else I think you're okay. But that two-minute, got to get down the field, I, that, that, that area of the ability to blow the lid off consistently, that area scares me because you don't always have that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, do it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, and they're treating guys all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders. One phone number to call. It's right there on the screen on the Bud Light live stream. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451, whether it's ED, erectile dysfunction, low T, maybe you're just feeling down, you're tired, you're sluggish, you're moody, whatever it happens to be, they can help you out. Stop in, get your numbers checked. If you're over the age of 30 specifically, and they can tell you where you're at and, and devise a plan to help you. Uh, and then there's the all-in-one weight loss program, and that just works. It just, it works. All you, they'll say, here's the instructions. You follow the instructions. On day one, I do this. Day two, I do. Okay. Day three, okay. And you got a little room for error, but then you just follow it, and you're like, okay. And next thing you know, bam, you can see all, all your stuff again because the gut's gone. It's not blocking the view from your feet or anything else that's important for that matter. Call them, 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. That is the new mail medical center stay tuned more of the bill michael show next covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network hour number three of the bill michael show when you hear what rusty harden has to say oh boy it's gonna make you shake your head he is the attorney for Deshaun Watson. You're going to hear that coming up. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, welcome to the program. Brewers get a nice win last night. Back at it again tonight against the San Diego Padres. Uh, Packers, a little bit of downtime now, and then they get ready for the mandatory mini camp coming up next week. Um, you got a little bit of racing going on and such this weekend, and everybody's getting ready for the Indy cars to come roaring through Road America. Uh, so there's a lot happening. That's next week. 
So there's a lot going on. Um, one other piece of news and note, the bidding war for the Denver Broncos is now down to four groups. Four groups. And the second round of bids are now uh, due for the groups that want to bid on and be considered for the ownership of the Denver Broncos. The, do you know how much money they're now talking for the Denver Broncos organization, Ben? Four bill? Five bill? Four point five billion dollars four point five billion dollars is what they're uh, expecting now to uh, pay, to pay for the Denver Broncos that's crazy crazy money holy moly that's an NFL franchise that you know is is a is a good good fan base. I mean, it's a stable, strong fan base, but it's not the Cowboys, it's not the Packers, it's not the Steelers, it's not the Bears, it's not the Giants. It's the Denver Broncos. Four point five billion. Oof. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? Did you see the Broncos do Russell Wilson completely dirty in their uh, their promo videos? No. What'd they do? Uh, I gotta find it again. But you know how all the players get in their jerseys. And they go to the camera. They're like, let's go a bunch of different times. And they choose, you know, which ones to use. Well, they posted the uncut video of Wilson going, let's go 15 times. And it it makes him look kind of (laughs) ridiculous. I'll send it to you. Well, maybe Russell Wilson has a sense of humor about that stuff. (laughs) I mean, maybe he does. The the cringe levels are just off the charts. Hey, Raul. Raul says, uh, hey, a shout out to the kids uh, as the track WIAA track and field state uh, championships are underway. Raul, appreciate the shout out. Did not realize that when it comes to track and field in the state of Wisconsin, the uh, the state championships are underway. So Raul just reminding me, can you give a shout out to the kids? So there you go, Raul. No problem. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Um, got a couple of different things. This is from uh, our friend at, uh, well, this is from Jim. Said sponsorships should be uh, ineligible or scholarships uh, should be ineligible if you make a certain amount of money. See, and people have brought that up, that if you're going to make five hundred grand, then you should be able to pay $100,000 for your education. The school shouldn't have to provide that to you. And it, again, this is really getting into a weird area of what is and is not allowed. It, it's just, there's there's going to be a, you can see it coming, can't you? There's going to be a committee, a blue ribbon fact-finding committee is what they're going to call it. And they're going to put this thing together and eventually they're going to say, okay, how do we put the blank back in the horse? Or at least stop the horse from going so much. That's what they're going to try to do. I think you have to because this has become almost uh, the Wild West. Uh, so going back to what you stated about uh, the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson saying let's go. Okay, you got the audio of this? I do. 
Okay, let's do this. Let's take a listen to Russell Wilson and his best. Now, remember, this is going to be. This is there's a video attached to this, but it goes up on the big screen. It goes into the mile high, and he's like, "Okay, let's go!" And the fans are supposed to go nuts. Okay, we've seen it all the time up in uh, Lambeau Field, and different players are already like, "All right, get on your feet," or whatever. You know, they do it down at the arena for the Bucks games and such. So this is Russell Wilson trying to motivate the Denver Broncos faithful. Here it is. Let's ride. Let's ride. Broncos. Let's ride. Perfect. One more time. Broncos country. Let's ride. 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 Oh, the video makes it better. Oh, my God. Now, okay. The first one. Play the first one where he says, let's ride. Do you have it? Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. Perfect. So, okay. So, <laughs> the first couple of times he says it, it doesn't it sound like he could be in a bar next to a woman at the like waiting for a drink, and he looks over to her, kind of gives her the one eye, and goes, "Let's ride." <laughs> That's what it sounds like. That does nothing to inspire the crowd to get on their feet and let's go. Right? That's not the stand and cheer. That's the <laughs> Hide your women and children, your daughters. <laughs> Let's ride. Jerry Jones vibes. Come on now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I got brisket. <laughs> Let's ride. Broncos Let's ride. country. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> That's creepy, man. All he needs now is a white van without windows. I love him. Like, I love Russell oh. Wilson, but, man, they did him dirty posting that. Oh, man, that's 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 awful. <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, Broncos country. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to use that tonight. I'm going down to, uh, I'm oh, going down to Root, Root Fest, uh, going to see a couple of bands play tonight. I'm going to ride the motorcycle over. I'm going to use that tonight. I'm going to be just standing there, you know, at the bar, waiting for a drink. You know, Kristen, I'll be with you in a minute. You look over at somebody, you go, let's ride. I got to go take something. <laughs> oh, my God. Cheddar Balls, you're right. He says Russell Wilson is just so fake. It's it's perfect for him. It, absolutely. 100%. Let's ride. <laughs> That's creepy. Speaking of creepy. Speaking of creepy. We all know Deshaun Watson. Uh, the absolute creepster, no doubt about it. He's uh, the, he's the ultimate creeper. So Deshaun Watson is uh, we we know he's being sued by now twenty three different women for different acts. So his attorney, Rusty Harden, who is the uh, the namesake for uh, a lot of the giggles that happens on this program in regards to Deshaun Watson and his attorney by one Ben Kenny. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson's attorney, Rusty Harden, was on the air 
on Sports Radio 610 in Houston. And when he was talking about his client and about the massages, this is what he had to say. I don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally there was a happy ending. All right? Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that that ever happened to. I do want to point out, if it has happened, it's not a crime. Okay? Unless you are paying somebody extra or so to give you some type of sexual activity, it's not a crime. And so at the end of the day, uh, that's another thing that would affect conduct. Doing something or saying something or being a way that makes you uncomfortable is not a crime. And so we've had two grand juries find that, and nobody seems to want to listen. Rusty Harden (laughs) says happy endings are not a crime. Let's ride. That is the representation for Deshaun Watson that says, hey, look, if you didn't pay for it, but a a happy ending happens, that's not a crime. Let's ride. (laughs) How many, I mean, I don't know how deep down this rabbit hole we want to go, but how many happy endings do you think Rusty Harden has got? (laughs) 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 I can't say it without laughing. Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't even know where to begin with that statement. Uh, Okay. If you do not pay extra, and and it's not requested, and it's two consenting adults, it's not a crime. If there is a tip, I can't say it. If there is a a, a monetary gift expected at the end of the act that would be more exorbitant, exorbitant than normal, and there's a happy ending, that is a crime. Uh, if there is a transactional discussion, that's a crime. If there is a pressure to get to the happy ending or there will be repercussions, that is a crime. But uh, how many people? I, I I gotta honestly say, in all my years, I have never had a massage that has ended in a happy ending. Did my muscles feel better? Did I could I get up and walk okay? Yeah, I was good. But I've never had a massage that ended in a happy ending. Nor did I ever think it would. So I have a question that may yeah, steer us in a better direction. Oh God! Do they do they teach you that stuff in law school? Uh, <laughs> should I text? Can you see a whole law? Can you see a whole law class heading <laughs> off to the the what was the uh, place that uh, Robert Kraft went to? Uh, I can't remember the name of the place, and I don't want to disparage anybody. I just can't remember what the hell the name of the place was. But the massage parlor, the strip mall massage, strip mall massage parlor. I can't see the entire law school going over to the massage parlor to see who does and doesn't end up with a happy ending and whether or not it was or wasn't a crime. So, orchids of Asia spa. Orchids of Asia. I know it had the word Asia in it, but I didn't want to just say it. So, orchids of Asia. 
Uh, yes. You are correct. Orchids of Asia. First day of law school. <laughs> yep. Everybody head to the Orchids of Asia and see what happens. I think when they teach you after that is more defense attorney and how to get rid of the video evidence. That's that's what they teach you. Oh, my God. I, I'll say this. I remember um, there. <laughs> I shouldn't even tell this story. Uh, years ago, we used to take uh, cruises with listeners, and we would always go on Norwegian Cruise Line. And um, there was one guy that came by himself, and I can't believe I said it in that vernacular. He would uh, he would take the cruise by himself. He uh, we are on the beach, and they offer numerous things. We're in I, I think at Roatan uh, down in Mexico, and one of the things that they offered on the beach was massages. And it's right there in the open. I mean, the table's right there on the beach, but there was clotheslines around the massage table, and. This guy had paid for the happy ending, shall we say. And while that was happening, which we could not see him, but the clothesline was about four feet, four and a half feet high with towels on over the clothesline. And so you couldn't see the person on the table, but you could see the masseuse. <laughs> this lady, you could clearly tell what she was doing um, while that particular massage was taking place. She, she was reading a book. Oh, just, man. She just like reading a book, you know, just sitting there reading a book and the arm was moving and you could and we're all standing. We're literally standing out in the surf, probably. In four feet deep of water, I've got a beer in one hand, a cigar in the other with like four or five other guys, and we're looking at this. And you can see it's maybe may at the most 15 to 20 yards away from us. And we're dying laughing. Dying laughing. And you could, well, anyway, but she sat there and read a book. She read a book. Clearly. You like that? You like that? On that note, more than the Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.